Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bully Ray and Mark Henry here on the Busted Open Podcast. The day after Thanksgiving, hope everybody had a great one. Hall of Fame and Pain Edition. And we got one hell of a show for you today. Tell them about it, Mark. Yes, we do. An AEW recap of Chris Jericho and Sky and Moxley comes out. It's one of the most entertaining things we've had in recent weeks. We're definitely going to have to get into the recap from NXT Women's Division. How hot right now that Rhea Ripley is and what's going on with her as it relates to all of the women in NXT. Keith Lee being a superstar. How can we make this happen? I think that it's something that we really need to get into and we will get into it on the podcast. We're going to talk some of the diversity in wrestling today. We're going to talk about DX and the Nation of Domination spoof, if you will. And I didn't necessarily agree with it personally, but we got it done. I definitely want to hear your feelings on the whole Nation of Domination and DX spoof. And Mark, I heard a story that Marco Stunt, little tiny Marco Stunt, all 125 pounds of him came up to you and had something to say. All of that plus much more today on the Busted Open Podcast with Bully Ray and Mark Henry. Turn it up to 11 and enjoy. Jericho beat Scorpio Sky. I, I, I didn't love the way he beat Scorpio. I didn't love the way they got into the finish, and we'll talk about that, but then came down John Moxley, and we get Moxley and Jericho face-to-face. What did you think of, uh, what did you think of the finish, and what do you think, and what did you think about how they went off the air? You know what? I thought how they went off the air was fine, but I did not just like you, and, and you know what? We're, we're wrestling peers. How the finish happened with Jericho and Sky I did not like. Uh, I I would have loved to seen um, Scorpio on top of Jericho go for something, kick out, go for something else, kick out. Them swing and go to an old school throwback. Him shoot Jericho off. Jericho reverses, hits him with a code breaker, and gives him the lion salt and finishes him. Now that that's energy, and that's you beat somebody one, two, three in the middle. When you have a, um, you go into a finish where there's a submission, it tends to take all the attention and put it on one thing. 
I think that that thing that that match needed multiplicity, if you will. It needed Ooh. more. It needed uh, movement, and it would have made more sense for Jericho too uh, to beat the young guy because he scouted everything, and the announcers could have said. Scorpio has an answer for everything that Jericho's been doing lately. He blocked the the Judas effect. He he blocked Jericho's uh uh his other the line the walls of Jericho. He blocked everything, but so Jericho should have went back to the old school and that he did not prepare for. And that that would have uh, made for a better ending. Um, I, I agree. I thought the match was good. I thought the match was going to be great, obviously because of Jericho's psychology and Scorpio Sky's athleticism. I'm not a huge fan of my baby face tapping, especially Scorpio, right. who's had a, a great past three three weeks or so. You know, he he beat Jericho. You know, um, he had the great in-ring with Jericho, and then we get the match uh, on Wednesday night. I don't have a problem with Scorpio Sky losing. As a matter of fact, I, you know, I, I knew I expected that Scorpio, him to lose. I expected to lose, but I think I expected um, some more really strong, great false finishes, and then the way just Chris just picked him up into the uh, into the walls. I was like, I was like shocked. I was like, oh wow, this is the way they're going to end it, and he just tapped out. Now maybe they were running long on time, and they had to finish with with Dean. I don't know. I just don't like my young babyface tapping. Okay, and you know they say there's no shame in tapping, but if you're an up and comer like Scorpio is, you're one half of the tag team champions. You know how about how about beating him a little dirty? How about how about protecting him a little bit? Because when your babyface taps, there's really no protection there for me. So I, I wish, much like you, that they would have went about the finish a little bit differently. But then we get John Moxley coming down the stairs, and obviously they're planting the seed for Moxley versus Jericho. Um, I think it's a good idea, but I'm also questioning the idea. I want to get your take first. What do you think about it? You know, I think that in a, in a fantasy warfare effort, I think that Jericho Moxley would be a, a really, really good match. I think that the psychology, the willingness to take it to another level is there with both guys. And they both realize that they're bigger players than others. And when you have guys that are bigger players and they command more of a presence than other people, there's less ballyhoo. There's less buildup. And you just do a package, and you put those guys together at the next pay-per-view. Using them on standardized television is is not going to be what's good for the show. When you lock these two guys together, you know that it's going to be a lot of segments in the back. You know there's going to be a lot of this guy comes and stops you from getting a win. There's going to be a lot of retaliation for stopping me from getting my win that they'll do a bunch of that kind of stuff all the way to the pay-per-view we got jericho who's a wwe guy we got moxley who's a wwe guy two guys synonymous with what are both aew guys now i mean no i i got you i got you they're both aew guys now but chris was doing such a phenomenal job of getting all the younger talent that he was working with over you know 
and then he had the you know he had the 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 match with Cody. I'm just wondering if there would have been one or two more guys, younger guys, that he could have helped get over and shine up and make before they got to Moxley. Because does it feel to you like we're we're relying on the WWE guys right now? Uh, it does, and and it's very WWE heavy. Other than Scorpio Sky and the SCU guys, um, you 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 know it's hard to see um, anybody that's doing as well as those guys. All right, fair enough. I'm, I'm going to jump right out to the nation, just like I said I would, unlike some other hosts on this show who never like to talk to the nation. Uh, let's go out to Jay in St. Louis. Jay, what did you think of the end of AEW with Moxley coming down and confronting Jericho? I absolutely loved it. Um, I do wonder, I, I do question if they're going with this too soon. Um, but just as a huge fan of Moxley, a huge fan of Jericho, and someone who wants to watch um, hopefully like maybe a long-term feud with Moxley and Jericho or Moxley against the inner circle, um, I think Moxley's character is just so hot right now. And for me, it would be, it would be must-see. Uh, Moxley is must-see for me every single week on AEW. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped for it, and I'm not sure when they're going to do it. But when it happens, um, I'll, I'll be buying the pay-per-view for sure. That, that will have my money. Why do you think it's too soon? Um, I think they could have maybe teased it a little more and maybe had maybe saved it for down the road for, like, you know, a, a big buildup, you know? It's, I feel like Moxley is such a bit, like, a popular character and Jericho being Jericho um, and just as good, as good as he is, I feel like they could have almost, like, oh, planted it for like you know not somehow teased it for like you know the next few months but not actually gone that direction directly now they could be still teasing it for a while um we don't we don't know yet um but maybe like uh you know early next year maybe instead of you know at the end of uh 2019 um but i'm still excited for it nonetheless i got a question for you oh mark i'm sorry well that's all right he's gone that's all right um I'll, i'll just voice this to the nation uh, I, I look at a match like that, and I think without the big buildup and them getting in each other's way, it's kind of forced. And also, now you have both of those guys in one match rather than having those guys in two matches that would fill that card. Now you got to think about, Who's going to fill the card, the next pay-per-view card, if both of those guys are wrestling each other? Then that's, rather than there being two matches, there's one match, so it opens up a space for somebody to come out of the wings, and who is that person going to be? Good point. I'm hoping that these guys tell us a great story. Um, and, And a part of the story can be about where they came from and where they now ended up. It could be about their time in the WWE and how they both wound up in AEW. You know, Chris could tell Moxley, listen, you were great over in the WWE, 
But at the end of the day, you could never hack it. I was a former world champion, and now I'm the I'm the uh, I'm the first AEW champion. And Moxley, you just all, all you're ever going to be known at is as a third wheel in a, in the Shield. I mean, they can play up the past, and I like when wrestlers do that. I hate it when wrestling companies try to pretend that the past didn't exist. And I think they can bring it up, and they can bring it forward in AEW because I think there'll be some good storytelling there. I think Moxley and Jericho are really good at that. And, you know, blow it off in a strong match. I'm just wondering if AEW fans feel like, like the caller just said, they're going to it too soon, and is it is it too much of a dose of WWE guys already? I want to ha- head out to, uh, to Curtis in Boston. Curtis, what did you think of the Jericho and Moxley uh, confrontation? Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you guys for taking my call. And um, I, I, you're not going to like this, Bully, but I, I'm just not sold on it yet. You know, I mean, I'm a huge... No, I'm you're entitled to whatever you're saying. Like, yeah. okay. our well, opinion is our opinion. I, I am a huge Jericho fan from the very beginning of his career. Okay, I'm a Dustin Reynolds, Dustin Rhodes, excuse me, fan from the beginning of his career. I'm a Mark Henry, Bully Ray fan from the beginning of y'all's careers. I'm not sold on John Moxley. I mean, he was great when he was a part of the Shield. He, they gave him a character. He ran with it. He did it better than probably anybody. But it's just different. I'm not sold on AEW. I just think it's a bunch of talented acrobats. That's my opinion. And I can't, I'm not saying because, yes, I am a lifelong WWE fan, but when TNA first started, I, I, I stopped WWE. I was watching all the, that's back when, um, uh, what's his name? I don't even remember the guy's name. was running the place. And uh, when AJ first started, you know, I was a huge TNA fan when it was NWA TNA. And it was on pay-per-view, and I was watching it. I'm just not sold on impact. And I, I mean, I'm not on AEW. I can't even say it right because I'm, this, it's just a bunch of acrobats doing flips and everything. I, I think the uh, Young Bucks are so overrated, you know? Yeah, they can move, jump, do all that. But I predict everything they're going to do when I watch their match. I see what's going to happen. They actually, they, it's just predictable to me. Maybe I'm wrong, and I apologize if I'm being insulted. I don't mean to be. I'm going to keep giving it a chance. Maybe I'm going to get it. But I think Mox, like the caller before me said, um, I think the Moxie Jericho thing is way too soon. Way too soon. All right, soon. Curtis. All right, Curtis. We appreciate your take and your phone Thanks call. You call. Um, what do you think about this? Uh, he's not on board with AEW yet because there's too much, quote, unquote, acrobatics. What do you think? I think there's a place for everything in pro wrestling. I don't think that you should ever – alienate one thing it's just like alienating a a people like you should embrace everything you don't have to like it but at least don't not play into it and not look at it and read it and see you know what i don't like this book i'm not into science fiction i'm into more love stories i'm into children's entertainment whatever it is don't just give it a shot I think that, you know, the closed mind attitude uh, leads to the dark side of the force. No, I, I think that the the closed side um, ideology 
leads to ignorance. It, it, it makes you sound like uh, somebody said the other day, I can't even remember who they was like, well, I don't watch AEW, but I don't like it. How the hell can you not like it if you don't watch? So that's, that's, that's how I feel when I hear comments like that. Well, your name, is se- your name is Sexual Chalk, and I understand why you like that romance stuff. You always were a big romance guy. I like that about you, Mark. Valentine's the soft, the soft inside of the hard outside. <laughs> Cody, like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156, or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Let's talk a little bit about the women in NXT who, uh, from the, the week one of these Wednesday Night Wars, I've, I've said the, the women's division in NXT is far superior to what we're getting in AEW. AEW's women's division has been doing a better job as of late, but, man, it's hard to keep up with all the phenomenal female talent over there in NXT, and we got... We got uh, Candice LeRae de- defeating Dakota Kai, and then we had uh, you know Rhea Ripley involved and Shayna Baszler involved. I know you watch it. I know I want to get your take on it, Mark. What did you think of the match? What do you think about everything that's going down with the women? Well, first of all, the story was the prominent thing in the match. Uh, you had Dakota Kai coming down to the ring, holding the knee brace that she took off of uh, of of Candace and kind of taunted her with it. Like, you know, look what I got. And she actually slid in the ring like she was going to hit her with it. And when she did, the referee grabbed it. There was a tug of war over. They, they, they worked it. They, they, it was something that was special. They made a, it gave a whole life to the knee brace. And, and then when the match started, it started with piss and vinegar. I mean, there was no pussyfooting around. They went straight at it. I mean, it was a fight. It was a contest from the beginning that they had my attention. And I'm telling you, like, they, they, the men need to up their game because that match was so full of energy. At least twice in that match, uh, they went outside of the ring. And she did a sidewalk, uh, she, uh, Dakota Kai did a sidewalk slam to Candace, and I thought she broke her back. I screamed out loud, oh, man, and then they went to the floor, both of them. Bro, it, it was it was painful to watch, and it had me holding my chest like, oh, is this the big one, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. For anybody that don't know that term, please watch uh, Sanford and Son. And I'm I'm just sitting here dying. I really can't believe how aggressive these women are going. They went into the they went in they used the railing, and Candace reversed something and threw Dakota Kai into the into the railing as hard as I've ever seen a human being hit the railing other than the time that Bradshaw tried to make me take the stairs and I didn't put my hands down and I knocked myself goofy and blood (laughs) was pouring out of my head like a faucet. That was the last time I seen somebody hit it that hard. Um, And then shortly after that, you have Shayna Baszler 
and her and the the four horsewomen or the three horsewomen now come down to the ring and they dispatch the the women in the ring pretty handedly after that match was over and to the rescue comes Rhea Ripley one on three now this is the the thing that I teased earlier the important thing that happened in this match as it relates to storytelling and bully you'll understand when I say that one woman Rhea Ripley walked down to the ring against three women, one of which is the NXT Women's Champion. Held the title longer than anyone has ever held it. When Rhea Ripley slid in the ring, all three women got out and gave mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. That, sir, is storytelling at its highest form. They respect her. They show respect. They gave her the ring one to keep from getting their ass beat and two to tell the people she's so good that maybe the three of us could get hurt and she's the real deal mark is man they are built they are doing the right thing by her but more than them doing the right thing she is doing the right thing by performing and living up to the hype i i totally agree I had one small problem with Rhea Ripley the other night on NXT, and I want to know if you agree or not. I didn't like what she was wearing. She didn't look like the Rhea Ripley I know with the spikes on the jacket. I know she was wearing like street clothes for a run-in, but she looked like a toned-down version of Rhea Ripley. And when you're this young in the business and this... You know, on fire, character-wise, to me, I always want the people to see me what I look like at my absolute best. She was in black jeans. She had on some some T-shirt that was kind of cut up or rolled up. So I kind of got the street version of Rhea Ripley. I want to see the pro wrestling version of Rhea Ripley. I don't think she's mature enough in the business. I don't think she has enough time in the business to be doing run-ins in street clothes. What do you think about that? No, I 100% agree. Like, you have got to show people who you are all the time because, you know, I mean, it's it's like you go in a setting where um, – you go in a setting where people don't know wrestling and they don't know who you are. There's a lot of people that are watching wrestling for the first time. And if you don't look like a wrestler, it's like going to the zoo and you go to see the zebra and there's a giraffe in there. Like you don't know the difference. You're like, well, is that, is that, is that the giraffe? Is, Is that the zebra? No, no, that's the giraffe. Why is it in the like? So there's there's this misplacement of understanding, and 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 we talked about this off the air. Let's talk about it on the air now. There are things that you do in wrestling that a nine year old kid that w- going to watch wrestling with their grandmother or grandfather for the first time, that nine year old kid should understand what's going on. You should not get so complicated that the nine-year-old could not say, oh my God, he's the bad guy. 
Here's the good guy. The reason he did this is because that guy did that to him first. He was just defending himself. Like that simple, that simplicity is what brought me to wrestling. I was a karate movie kid before wrestling. And my grandmother said, oh, turn that off. You need to see this. And took me to see it live. Brother, I was hooked. And now these kids are tuning in and they don't, they don't know who's the good guy or the bad guy sometimes because everybody kind of dresses the same now. But if you if she doesn't dress who's dressed like she normally dresses, then she's defeating the purpose of having an identity. Uh, I I agree with you, Mark. It's all about relatability, and I want to see her look like the star that she should always look like. You, you know, you talked about three girls bailing out of the ring when she slid in. If three girls are going to back down from one, that one girl better look like a bad ass. And despite the fact that Rhea looked, I mean, she looked good the other night. She, she always looks good. It wasn't the version of her that I'm used to getting every single week. I want to see her in her gear looking like, I said, listen, I said she reminded me of Charlize Theron in Mad Max Fury Road. And that's what I want to see her look like Every single time. I want to see her look like that badass, hair slicked back, spikes, whatever whatever the hell she wears. That intimidating presence. And then we get her and we get uh, Shayna on the microphone. And, you know, Shayna says what she has to say and Rhea gets the last line in. I'm really looking forward to this story. I'm looking forward to this angle. I'm looking forward to this match. I mean, if there are two people down in NXT right now who are standing out to me, and this is my own personal taste. I'm not saying that these people are better than anybody else or anything like that. It's Rhea Ripley and Keith Lee. To me, those two have so much legitimate star potential. And when I say star potential, Mark, you know what, I, what I'm talking about. There's being over and then there's being a star. You were a star, okay? A guy like Keith Lee, listen, Keith Lee is a strong, big man who can do some of the stuff that the smaller guys are doing. They don't have anything like that. That guy can be a star and wow audiences in the WWE universe all over the world. Yes or no? Yes, he can. And you know what? I I, I, I glossed over the, the, the conversation between, and I say a conversation because they made it very conversational between Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler told her, you could be just like everybody else. You can tap or take a nap. And the conversation between those two, she's like, I'm not like everybody else, bitch. It, man, I'm I'm telling you, I'm like, that is it's like uh people in the schoolyard getting ready to fight and everybody going, fight, 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 fight. They gave an era of understanding that a nine-year-old could understand. They went back and forth, and it was conversational, and it didn't seem like we were watching a TV show and there was writers and producers and cameramen and lighting techs. It, it was a fight on television. 
And that is the important lost art of pro wrestling is being able to have that and to put you in suspended belief. Now, getting to Keith Lee, Keith Lee does that with his work. You can understand what he's doing because it's simple, but the technique and the the fact that a guy his size doing the things that he does makes you go, oh my God, did you just, hey buddy, I know you were looking down at your popcorn. Did you just see that? And he gives you that energy and he can be a big time star, but he's got to believe that he's a star. I think that he's been around so much and played secondary roles that he waits and he gives other people the option to be the heavy first. You know, Bully, like I do, there have been times where I had to take it. I had to take over. And I apologized later on. But I was like, brother, you were moving too slow. I had to kick your ass. If you don't want me to eat you alive, show me some fire. Slap me in the face. Kick me in the balls. Do something that's going to make you look hot. Otherwise, I have to. I have to eat you. And Keith Lee is not doing that yet. When he does that, then we'll have a monster. Then we'll have a Kane type of entity. Entity. We'll have somebody that we'll we'll have another Batista. We'll have a guy that 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 garners the attention of everybody watching television. And when you turn on AEW and you see the guys that are wrestling, and then somebody flips over and they see Keith Lee on the screen, where are they going to stay? They'll stay with him because he'll, he'll take it rather than just wait around. He waits around way too much. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM. No car required. Hey, uh, our good buddy JR, who we love dearly, friend of the show, friend of ours personally, signed the both of us to our WWE uh, contracts. Nice contracts, too. Yours is really nice. <laughs> really nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, JR is, um, he launched his website today. Selling all of his barbecue sauces and all of his rubs. You've had his stuff before, right, Mark? Oh, yeah. The mustard sauce is the one. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You can eat it I with mean, eggs, I- barbecue, like whatever. It, I mean, fish, it's, it's, it pairs well with a lot of stuff. JR sauces and rubs in his ent- entire product line, I, I, I think is really, really good. I enjoy it. Um, and not just because JR is our friend, because it just tastes good. Yeah, you know, I just stuff. like the way it tastes. The and honey JR's, barbecue is good too. Yep, I like the honey barbecue also. Uh, he's his uh, website is launching today. That will be selling all of his sauces, his entire product line. So head on over to jrsbarbecue.com. dot com. J R S 
jrsbbq.com. That's jrsbbq.com. Pick up some of JR's sauces and rubs. Trust me, folks, you will not be sorry. And uh, JR, hope you're doing well, brother. Hope to see you soon. Uh, Speaking of seeing some of the boys soon, real quick, Mark, uh, this weekend in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, WrestleCade. They do the show uh, once a year. It's a big autograph session. A bunch of the boys will be there, about 125 pro wrestlers. The guys, the gals will all be there. I wish I was Uh, going. I wish you were there, too. We could have had a busted open table, just me and you. Yeah. But I will, uh, I'll be down there. Dreamer will be down there. Um, me and Devon are doing something together for the first time in three years. We haven't done an autograph session or an appearance together in a long, long time. So if you're in the North Carolina, South Carolina area, you know, that, that whole, uh, you know, Winston Salem is exactly where it's going to be at. Check out WrestleCade. Come on over, say hello. I'm looking forward to talking to the busted open nation down there in the Carolinas. So, Come to WrestleCade. Check them out on uh, on Twitter. I think it's just WrestleCade. Put it in there. They'll have all the information. Come on down. Hang did you, out. Did you get, bu- Bully, did you get yourself booked for that, or did they call, reach out to you? Uh, they called and reached out to me. Okay. So, come on, guys. Call and reach out to a brother. Yeah, call Mark Henry right now and get him down there. Right now. Yeah. Yeah, fly Mark, me down just there. Show I'll come up. down there. I just, just show, show up. up and come sit at the table with just you. Just show up. I'll share you. I'll share my table with you. That's it. Boom. Done. Wow. Boom, we can split everything 70 30. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about 80 20? Me. <laughs> no. 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 Okay. I'm Fitness. sharing my table with you. <laughs> All right, uh, good stuff. So remember, check out JR's Barbecue Sauces, jrsbarbecue.com, and see you guys down at WrestleCade in Winston-Salem. So, Mark, we're talking about how DX spoofed the Nation of Domination back in the day. You said that you guys did not see them in their outfits or their blackface until you got to the gorilla position. Rocky was pissed off. You guys went out there. You did good business. I want to know what happened once you guys got back in the locker room because it was a lot of listen, conversation about how negative that was. And but I, uh, go ahead. I just wanted to set this up where knowing the different personalities, like yeah, Rocky could be a hothead, but I didn't know Rocky is ultra confrontational. I'm sure D'Lo was pissed. But he's proud you, of his black heritage, just like all of us. No, 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 no. I, I'm not saying he's not proud, but I'm just saying when it comes to being confrontational in that moment, I could see you, Ron, and, and Godfather being the most confrontational of the three. I might be wrong, but no, when I look wrong. at those. Oh, oh, you're wrong. Set my Dwayne ass, was, then Durant, set my ass straight. was pissed off. He was like, this is bullshit. He was not happy. And, yeah, shame on the creator for allowing that to happen. Uh, but it happened, and we had to deal with it. We told him that it wasn't right, that we didn't like it. And that's why a diversity staff uh, should be employed uh, to make sure that that kind of mess never happens again because it affects the long run. You look at wrestling then, there was probably only seven black people on staff. And now you have like 30 in the developmental system. You probably have 15 or 20 on Raw and and SmackDown. So, like, 
the evolution of the African-American wrestler and the plight of the African-American wrestler in the business today is better. You look at Cody Rhodes uh, over at AEW who preaches, and I asked the question about what are they going to do about the diversity thing. They talk about diversity. How is that going to work? And he told a story about having a black wife and how uh, he has seen things and heard things that was unbelievably insensitive and he did never wanted to see that happen at the company that he was at. So uh, that's something that um, that I, I see in the future. I'm, I'm not going to harp on it. I, I mean, I've, I've laid out the template. I've, I've, I've said that I'd be more than happy to do that. Uh, I will show up at all the TVs and address issues. I will do it during the week. I will go to individual wrestlers, which I have done for free. Uh, the the whole Lars Sullivan incident I dealt with. Um, there's been other issues that that have kind of you know stood out that that I've dealt with. Like I mean, I, I try my best to try to fix everything. But I, I don't just fix it and say, hey, let's just wash this, th brush this under the rug. I say, how are we going to keep this from ever happening again? Have you ever had any sensitivity training? Because you've never been around black people. So why would you comment on something that you know absolutely shit about? So that's, that's, that's who I am. That's, that's what I am. And, and I'll continue to be that. And I'm not going to hash up all the stuff that has happened uh, throughout my tenure, but I've put out more fires than anybody that's ever been a, uh, had a water hose. And, and I understand that. And I'm hoping that you can, cause I want to know I, I'm listen, I'm being selfish right now. I don't even care about the nation. I want to know. Can you tell me about the conversation that happened? Can you tell me who did the majority of the talking? Did they backpedal? Did they stand up for themselves? Like, give me a little bit. There, there was apologies. I mean, it was, you know, like, I didn't know. I didn't know. And, you know, what are you going to say? You're lying. You did know. Like, we, it, it didn't get to that. It, it, it got to the point to where everybody said, look, this shit can't happen again. It happens again. Shit going to get blown up around here. And that was the end of it. It, it was There was no uh, yelling back and forth, brow beating. Why are you wearing that? It, it, you know what? We had that when, before we went out to the ring. And we went and did business. We came back. Um, the future will never grow into what, it's be, what it grew into now if we had burned it down then. Some, there are people that have fought for equality for black people that we would, we would have shit on everything that they built if we burned it down. That was the point where we had to draw a line in the sand but we also had to say, hey, look, look at me in my face. This can't ever happen again. If it does, then we're going to have a reckoning. And are we clear? It was, it was that kind of conversation. And you know what? I'd like to say that because of that situation, uh, we've had very few incidents, if not any. And there, there has been some since then. But, but, and they have been dealt with. Um, I'm not going to sit here and point them all out because I'm not in the assassination business of anybody's business or character, but 
just like the incident happened with power, it got dealt with, and it wasn't uh, epithets thrown back and forth or uh, out of color conversation. You handle it with dignity and respect and expect respect back. That's what it is. And that's what Ron said. How do you expect a man to be a man if you're not treating him like one? And that was said, but that's as, that's as much as I'm going to get into it. It'll be in the book. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Now let's I, get I, I never... back to pro wrestling. Oh, I like what you did there. All right, let's jump on back out to the nation. Here's a false count anywhere Friday. So we're talking about whatever they want to talk about. Let's go out to Dave LaGreca's favorite busted open nation member, Carl in New Jersey. Carl, you want Carl. to talk some AEW? What do you got, kid? Good morning, gentlemen. My question to AEW is you have all these talents that you're showing on uh, After Dark. Why aren't they being brought up to TV? Like, for example, you got Sonny Kiss. You got Britt Baker that you only see once in a blue moon on TV, but she's basically in the After Dark uh, YouTube videos. Why can't Carl? Carl, they, they got they got a, they got a two hour show. Carl, they're a brand new product on a brand on a on a brand new station. They're going head to head with NXT. They got to fire their guns at all moments. They have to put the absolute best matches, best personalities, and people that will keep viewers on the channels. They've only they've only been around for eight weeks, and you're bitching already about why this and why that. How about being happy that there is a show like AEW Dark where you can see all of these people that you might not get to see on Dynamite? Word. You're uh, you're right. I, I yeah. No I shit. I'm right, Carl. Talk to you later. Goodbye. I hate that. There's no reason for that dude to be negative about that. Zero. How come this guy, blah, 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 blah. Listen, what if there was no AEW Dark, right, Mark? Then we wouldn't right. be getting to see all of those talents that might not have appeared on Dynamite. So Carl's trying, looking at it in a negative point of view. I'm trying to be like, hey, great. We get AEW Dark, and we get to see even more AEW matches. Agree or disagree? Agree. And, and, you know, there was some callers that wanted to know who we were talking about when, as it related to the conversation that I said we would have here in the final hour. Um, and Marco Stunt is the guy that I talked to in Minneapolis um, at the Galaxy Con. And um, we'll talk about that here in a few but uh, right now, um, I listen, Carl. This this is a response to your my response to um, your inquiry. Bully said, "How about just be happy with the fact that there is an after dark, and you only have two out. They have a two hour show, not a three hour show. You have to put the best people out there." the ones that are the most notable, the ones that are the most prepared. And what if somebody has an injury and they're not 100%? Did you ever think about that? Did you think about the fact that uh, some of these guys and girls are not actually in shape enough to get it 
together. They've not ever been in a situation where they had to worry about a time limit. Hey, you got 10 minutes and you got eight minutes. You got to be, it, it, there's a lot of factors that play into the role of who's on TV and who's not. Uh, listen, I thoroughly agree. And you brought up something that, you know, people might not be TV ready or have to stick to times, might not look the part. I look at it as AEW Dark is a place where you can still perform in front of an audience, but maybe hone your skills, hone your work. Because AEW, to me, is a tale of two companies. There are a lot of people there who really know what they're doing, and there are a couple of people there who really don't know what they're doing in the ring and are getting a little bit exposed. They need time. They need reps. They're not getting exposed because they're bad. I'm not saying they suck. It's because of time. You need reps in the ring. You need reps in the batting cage. You need reps on the putting green. You need reps at the foul line. Reps, reps, reps. That's why WWE um, athletes, wrestlers, performers are superior to many others around the world because of the amount of reps they get, the amount of work they get to put in. And there's also the element of uh, some material is more adult themed. And you can't put that on on prime time. You have to be late in the in the hour, uh, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock, and I, I wish that uh, NXT had an after dark and Raw and SmackDown had after dark programs where you can do more adult comment uh, content for people that want to see that type of wrestling. Uh, I, I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, I'm not saying for stuff to be explicit, but I'm saying for. Um, there's stuff that I would like to watch in wrestling that I know exists that I wouldn't let my son watch or my daughter for that matter. Um, Bully knows what all of the old school wrestling spots and, and conversation. Maybe I want to hear somebody go, man, I'll kick your effing ass. How about that? You know, sometimes you, you, you want that content. So, uh, you know what? I love the after dark. Uh, type of mentality and, and show idea. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Mark, before the show came on, you told me you had a story in which Marco Stunt, tiny little Marco, Walked up to big old mean grizzled vet. Burly grizzly. Mark Henry. And he had a question for you. He had something to say. So why don't you tell us the story? Well, he, he more has something to say. And he walked, he saw me at a table signing and he came up and uh, he said, Mr. Henry, shook my hand. And I said, uh, he asked me, he said, you know who I am? And I was like, I know exactly who you are. I said, uh, he said, I've, I've heard you on Busted Open. I said, so you've heard me being critical of you? And he said, yes. And I said, well, let me give you a little bit more insight to why I say what I say. And I'm a problem solver. I don't want to hear a problem unless we come up with a solution for it. So don't come up to me and say, damn it, the lights are off. What happened? How did the lights get off? This is deplorable. Uh, How can we get the lights back on is my question to you when you come to me with that. 
So I, I said, let me tell you why I, I, I feel the way I do. It's because for the same reason that a very large guy in the business has crosses to bear and problems to work is work your way out of get your endurance good being able to present yourself to a, a a wrestling audience that is palatable on how you look and how you dress and to be able to do everything that you do to a smaller guy and not hurt them or damage them in any way now, as it relates to a smaller guy, I've been around Ray Mysterio as a friend of mine, uh, you know, for close to 15 years now. And when it comes to small guys, uh, he's been world champion. A lot of it had to do with talent and know-how and understanding and experience, which Mar uh, uh, Marco doesn't have a lot of experience. And I was telling him what it would take for him to get over. And he was all ears. He didn't have an attitude. He stood there and he said, so what, what is, what is the answer? And I said, well, the answer is you're going to have to go in the locker room, find a big, mean, burly guy. And you're going to have to ask that guy, Hey man, I need to kick your ass on screen. Will you do that for me? You're going to have to go back there and politic with the office and say, hey, I found a way to get myself over. I talked to this guy. He's willing to do this with me. You know who I wish they would get? I wish they would hire you, Bully. I wish that AEW would call you and say, hey, man, we, we – I don't know how what your status is, what your work status is, but I I have an idea and we would love to have you come in and 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 work this angle and bring you in to be the antagonist with Marco Stunt because I know your work style and your the brilliance in how you would call things because we look at things very likely a lot of times the same way. Now, I can see you coming in to AEW for the first day, walking down the hallway with your bag and your camo gear on, and he, Marco Stunt, is standing there talking to somebody, and you push his ass out of the way, and you walk into the locker room. What's up, guys? I'm here to save the business. As only the bully would do. And Marco gets a chair and wears your ass out. Don't you dare come in here the first day, regardless of you've been in the business forever, and you push me out of the way and leave you laying there with the chair on top of you. He goes to the ring now, and he's having a match with somebody. And it's going positive, but... You your music hits and you come down to the ring. He looks up and sees you coming, climbs up to the top turnbuckle, jumps off 
West Coast, West Coast pop style and goes to whooping your ass. I mean, mounts you like a billy goat and punching you right in the face. You throw him off, throw him into the barricade, run him into the post, give him a twisting women, women a danger and whatever it takes and put him on his butt and you stand over him going, you don't know that you're small, do you? And you stand over him and you bully him. And you step on his little chest and you walk back up the ramp, dusting your hands off. And the point is, by the time you get to the top of the ramp, he's back up to his feet staggering. And he goes, it's going to take more than that to put me out of commission. And you just wave your hands like, ah, get out of here. And you beat it. And you leave him. And you have already in one day built him as a tough guy, a guy ain't going to take no shit, a guy that's resilient, and what's going to happen tomorrow. So next week or tomorrow, you come out and you call him out. Hey, it was cool to see you stand up. Now come to the ring and see if you can stand up with my foot on your chest. And he comes out, but he doesn't come straight at you. He's got to be smarter than that. The bell rings, he runs through your legs, hits the ropes, comes off, drop kicks you in the back. You take a header into the turnbuckle, and he's on you again. It takes somebody that can set it up that could tell the story to the little bitty kid sitting in the front row with grandpa or grandma. And that's what was going to be needed. And I told him that. And he went, wow. He said, that would be cool. And I said, it would be cool. And I pray that you get your shot. But it's not just up to him. It's up to the office to be able to say, hey, we want to make this guy we need somebody to do the favor that is not going to hurt one of the people that's already on their staff that they're trying to build already. What do they need? A heel. That's not what, what somebody that they're working with. They need a bully Ray. So what do you think about that? Do you think that that's, am, am I on the right track with him? Did I give him the right advice? And then if you got called, would you be willing to do something like that for Marco Stunt? A, you gave him 1,000% the right advice. B, you remember the day Tony Schiavone was on the air with us and you were actually sitting in studio? I do. You were, you were in the New York studios. I told Schiavone that if I had my choice of working with anybody in AEW, I would want to work with Marco Stunt. Get the hell out of here. I, I, you know what? I came in I, late. Yep. Remember, I, I said, I I said it on the air. I said it on the air because a guy like Marco Stunt is in my wheelhouse. That's like, to me, um, when I see a kid like that, first of all, I, the reason I would want to help him is because when I met him at All In, he was very nice. He was very respectful. Yes, and he was. When you when you come up and you introduce yourself and you're nice and you're respectful, that's half the job done right there. Yeah, Young he boys, came up and introduced himself. And, 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 of course, he did ask me uh, if I knew who he was. 
But I understand him saying that because he's not on TV every day. Correct. So and, and it's not like he was you... grandstanding and saying, hey, you don't know who I am? He didn't do that. And you know damn well, Mark, if you want to get off on the right foot with a veteran in the wrestling business, go up and introduce yourself. Shake a hand, eye contact, introduce yourself, and that's 50% of the job right there. When you don't introduce yourself, you are already on my hit list. You are already a target. Because I'm telling going everybody, the... too, man. That, exactly. He's a shit. Exactly. Like, he um, I like, like Marco. I was a $2 hoe, and I, 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 ain't down, I ain't about that life. I, I like Marco. Um, I like the fact that he's so undersized. And, yes, classic David and Goliath with a new story, a different story, a different take on it. Um, I have a photo that I'll send you of me and Marco stunt face to face at all in. And Marco was doing all of his crazy stuff in that battle Royal. I said, Marco, as soon as you're done hitting this one move, I want you to turn around. Cause when you turn around, I'm going to be standing right there in your face. And when you turn around, I want you to look up at me. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to look at each other. He's like, you don't want to do anything. I said, Nope. I said, we're just going to look at each other. I said, and when we look at each other, that's going to be our moment in time. And I said, the entire place will start to boil the minute we and me and you look at each other because, because now you're coming face to face with the one guy that they know can kill you. And that will make you more of a star just because you're willing to stand face to face with that intimidating dude. Then I grabbed him by the back of the neck and I threw him over the top rope like the little piece of shit he is. But I digress. <laughs> yes, Mark, that story does work. And yes, I would be willing to do that with a guy like that. Because you know once you get to a certain level in the wrestling business, you become Teflon. Nothing can hurt you anymore. Nothing if Bully Ray or Mark Henry went to AEW and did the favor for Marco Stunt, we're not going to be hurt by it. Nobody's going to be like, oh my God, Mark Henry lost to Marco Stunt. There's a way to lose. There's a way to do smart business. So I like the fact that he came up and introduced himself to you. Yeah. Uh, I love that story. I love the advice you gave him. Uh, I agree 1,000% that can work on all levels. And I hope AEW uses him um, in a way where he can become a major star for that company. Because little kids can get behind Marco Stunt. Because at the end of the day, Marco Stunt is a little kid. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.